What's up, everybody? It is episode two of Talking Baseball. We had a wild week of MLB games. Tempers flared all over. Big series. Some teams are now out of it. Some teams are way more in it. We're going to talk all about it. We got Slump Watch. We got Home Run Derby updates. We got buyers. We got sellers. And we got Who Got Mad. Let's go. Talking baseball. Talking baseball. Everyone, thank you. If you listened to the first episode or the test episodes, which are now on the feed, we appreciate you very much. I have my co-host, Jake, as always, with me. He's actually in the same room as me, which don't get used to this. He's leaving after we record this. But Jake, how you doing? I'm good, James. I'm good. Uh, we're talking baseball. You you said it best. The song says it best. Um, yeah, man. It's uh, it's it's been a whirlwind, <laughs> literally uh, and figuratively. As as we were doing. Uh, if if you're listening to this, you you probably caught. Some of the John Boy stuff yesterday, uh, it was nuts uh, from the Yankees game. And yeah, er- earlier in the week, it's it's so funny. You and I, we, we probably have a couple of phrases we're going to bring over from our other podcasts that we're introducing to people. But something that you say and that I, I've come to is that baseball moves so fast. And I, I think a lot of people, <laughs> that's the opposite thing they think of when they think of baseball. But when you go back to like, I, I was looking at, Bryce Harper's big like RBI comeback, the Phillies against the Dodgers the other day, and I was like, that felt so long ago. Um, just because the day to day in baseball with the more games, it just moves quick. So I'm uh I'm excited to get our teeth sunk in. We've already had a ton of people uh listening and leaving reviews and stuff. Like this is kind of episode two, as Jimmy mentioned. We did a few before that, so we're uh. We're rolling, man. Yeah, we're actually, Jake and I have been doing podcasts for a long time, guys. Well, well actually, that's not true. We've been doing podcasts for two plus years, years yeah. two plus years, but we've been doing a lot. Podcast yeah. world, you know, we're like, I don't know, we're batting 400 lifetime. We, uh, we have a lot of shows. We're really excited about this one. This is the first show that we launched that already had, we already had like a following, yeah. you know, everything else is like, hey, episode one, 20 people listen, great. Yeah. Let's keep building. Over a thousand people downloaded, I think minimum really uh, across all. Well, actually, I think like probably two across all platforms. Yeah, listened to the first episode and we were super appreciative. It's kind of like this uh, tingling feeling, like holy shit! Like we actually have people that are going to tune in from the get go. Let's fucking make this work. Let's yeah. have some fun. A lot of reviews came in. If you were one someone that left a review on the podcast app uh, before we even asked or, or just to be nice, like I really really appreciate that. And we need to get those reviews up. It's 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 this stupid world that the podcast lives in where if someone Googles it and they check a podcast out, the reviews hold this, so much weight in people's head. If you don't have a lot, it seems like it's not a real show. This is a real show, and we have a real audience. So we need you guys' help for a little bit just to bump those up. I want to give – we don't have stickers yet, but I want to give stickers – to everyone that leaves like the first 50 reviews. We'll get you some stickers. So we'll I don't find a way. I, I don't know how to do it. Leave like your Instagram or your Twitter or DM us your review and, and then we'll get in touch. We'll send you some we'll stickers or something. Yeah. We'll hook it uh, up. I appreciate all the support. How you doing, Jim? I'm on like th- five hours of sleep, which yeah. is not as much. I went to bed. I went to bed at 3 a.m. last night. We do talking Yanks and uh, the Aaron Boone and the Savage quote, which is now the, the biggest story. Yeah. I'm always going to feel guilty whenever the Yankees are a national storyline and talking right. baseball because I, 
I don't want this. I don't want our Yankee bias to like come on here at all. We talk enough Yanks over there, right? So I'm always nervous. Like, oh shit, they're gonna these guys just talk about the Yanks. But I think that is the biggest story. I think it's transcended baseball. I think it's one of the biggest stories in sports. Yeah, and that's uh, a a lot of the guys. I mean, uh, we'll we'll give some kudos and not a not a weird pat ourselves on the back way. But I mean. It went all throughout the baseball world. I mean, Buster Olney, guys like that. We heard uh, Ken Rosenthal was was getting involved in the action. Um, so, I mean, the, the biggest names in baseball. And then, just like sports guys, Colin Cowherd, um, uh, he, he was retweeting. And I, I think the, the comment that resonated with me was like this. <laughs> I think people were saying this was one of the coolest things they'd seen in baseball. This was like one of the first things, if you're not a natural baseball fan, that they felt almost like resonated with them. They're like, this is cool. This is what sports is. Like, yeah. I So I have the tweet, so I'm getting a million replies and all different types of replies. And so contradicting, because that's how it is. And sports fans and even umpires. I had a lot of past umpires say, like, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, that ump took it. Boone used some harsh language, but it wasn't mean. Like he he was he really wasn't like mean right, um, and then there's other people that I think are not sports fans. Like, why is this allowed in sports? Sports is the only place you can do this, and it's like, ah, uh, yeah, I, I I understand it might be weird for you, but yeah. that it's so good. Shades of gray. I, I know a lot of business worlds where you can get a yelling <laughs> to like that, and I've, yeah. I've gotten a couple yellings like that, <laughs> and that's why I'm doing this now. Yeah. Um, yep. So I don't know. Do do we start getting into the baseball or what? Yeah, we're, if you're this is your first time listening, we appreciate you stopping by, hanging out with us. Uh, if you uh, want to watch live in the future, we uh, are going to be posting it live on Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash John Boy Media. Uh, that should grow as we go, and then the, a chat can start and people can hang out. Uh, it slowly grew for Talking Yanks. Now it's a fun space. I think we can do the same here. Uh, but how it works is we're going to open up with the NL and the AL report. We're always going to rotate. I did the AL last time, so I will do the NL today. Jake, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Go get it. Catch, catch me up. All right, here we go. The Giants and Rockies squared off for a four-game set, including a doubleheader in which the Giants swept the Rockies. Oh, no, Rocks. Yikes. The Giants scored 40 runs in four games. They jumped the Rockies in the standings. The Rockies are now in dismay and kind of a bad place. The Dodgers and Phillies also had a four-game set, and it was crazy. Tempers flared the entire time. We had an injection in the first game. Then we had an ejection in the second game. In the third game, I'm not sure if anything happened, but um, they split the series 2-2. Two to two. In the fourth game, there was a lot of yelling on the field. Neris screamed. Russell Martin screamed back, said some words and all that. But that series... Uh, went 2-2, two and two, which actually is kind of a victory for the Phillies. The Reds and Cubs squared off. The Cubs won two of three. Kind of, that's bad for the Reds. That might push them into being sellers. The Cubs lost game one, but won the next two to take the series. Uh, Darvish got his first win at Wrigley in his 12th attempt. So good for him. Braves and Brewers squared off. That's a fun matchup. Two teams that I think are going to be solidly in the hunt for playoff wins. The Brewers beat the Braves two out of three. Uh, Pirates and Cardinals. Cardinals beat the Pirates. That's rough for the Pirates because they're a team that needed to have a good start after the break. Josh Bell had a rough one through nine. More on that and other home run derby contestants later. The Nationals beat the Orioles. No, they split. Nationals and the Orioles split. A little DMV action. One game each. Both of them were blowouts. 
Padres and Marlins Marlins. squared off in Miami, and the Marlins won two of three. I think Marlins have been better than people think they have. Brian Anderson won the series and the last game with a walk-off, so that's exciting. The Diamondbacks beat the Rangers in a two-game set. They scored 19 runs in game two, which I think they said was a franchise high. And the Mets beat the Twins. So, wow, Twins are sellers now. That's crazy. Sorry. Uh, I think they also have to delete themselves from the MLB, Jake, getting swept by the Mets yeah. when you're the Twins. That's a tough break. Relegated. And that is the NL report. Anything that catches catches your eye here? Um, hey, Los Mets, congrats uh, for, for beating the Twins um, in, in Minnesota. You don't want to go there on a, on a hot summer day. I actually would. Probably one of the nicer places in the MLB to be in, in the dog days of summer. Thousand Lakes, all that. Um, no, they, you got uh, the D-backs setting a franchise high for record runs scored. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's something of note. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Braves, Brewers, you got some some two really good baseball games and the one blowout by Milwaukee. Um and yeah, I, I don't know. I think we uh, I, I, I snuck in a little buyer sellers segment um, cu- coming up later, Jim. So I, I don't I don't want to deep dive into if, what the Reds are doing and all that. I mean, the, I'd say the stories in the National League that I think jump out are the implosion of the Rockies. Um, they have done so bad. Slump watch. Yeah. The, Slump watch. We're, we're going to be hearing about them later. Um, Dodgers-Phillies was a big series with a ton of action, and it, I, I don't know, you kind of do a shrug when you split like that, but <laughs> everyone walks away from it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. What what else is jumping off to you? I it just uh, I thought all the National League teams beat the – well, I had it wrong. I thought the uh, – there was that one split. Right. There was the national split with the Orioles, which is a huge win for the Orioles. And the Phillies splitting with the Dodgers is a huge win for the Phillies. And that the Phillies played close games yeah, is kind of good for them. Harper kind of came to life and gave that place energy. Kapler got ejected once, got an argument twice. Like, the Phillies may not be where they want to be uh, talent-wise. Yeah. But I guarantee you their organization and, like, everyone's happy. Like, they have the drama, the appeal. I can tell you from my YouTube numbers, if the Phillies are involved right now, everyone's checking it out. Yeah, and I, I think I think the phrase I heard, because you were doing that YouTube uh, Phillies game, and I, I think a couple phrases I heard. A, I heard one great baseball phrase. The announcer dropped, uh, baseball's pretty simple. <laughs> You're going to win 50 games a year. You're going to lose 50 games a year. Whatever you do with the other games is what matters. It, it used to be 60-60, but now with how good some teams are and how other teams are tanking. It's Such 50-50. a good baseball quote. Oh, I love that quote. It's Such true. a good baseball quote. Um, and then the other thing, and it's the vibe I've gotten from Philly's, Philly's nation, if you will, Jim, is that the Phillies haven't like played good ball this year. Like that, I I feel like that's the feeling out of Philadelphia, and I think Bryce's numbers are starting to sneak up there. I think I saw some F WAR stuff that he's actually like having a, a good year when people think he's having like a down down year. Um, so I I don't know. I think Philadelphia they're they're a team that I, I'd have to look at their needs a little bit. Everyone needs pitching, but I think if they get a couple wins going and maybe bring in a fresh body or two, I think they're they're kind of primed to take off, or they want to be primed to take off. Philly. Yeah. This year. Yes. 
they asked Kapler that in his interview, and uh, he said it's the worst interview ever. It was on YouTube. I should promote that. I yeah. was part of like the chat. It's kind of cool. I wish it was Yankees game to be honest, but uh, it was it was fun. And they asked Kapler, and he was like, "I think it's more about reinforcing what we have here." Which is just like a good non-answer by him. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how you don't throw your guys under the bus. <laughs> if you yeah. say like, "Yeah, we could use another pitcher," you yeah. got a couple pitchers in your clubhouse that are like, "Oh." But they're right in the race. They yeah. are half a game out of the wild card. Yeah. So that's good for them. They, they made uh, up some ground. So I'm saying that splitting with the Dodgers was like a, a victory for them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Milwaukee technically is in the wild card right now with the. With the Nats, Atlanta still has the East, Dodgers in the West, Cubbies in the Central. I have a, a National League opinion. Okay. I think I like the Dodgers. They're like a fantastic team. Yeah. This lead is too much. I think they're going to hit like a swoon. You think they're going to do the like, we we just we haven't played a meaningful baseball game in three months. They're not going to play a meaningful yeah. baseball game until October. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think that's... Uh, I think that's super hot take. I, th- I think that's a pretty normal sports thing. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> I mean, they're, what, what's their lead right now? Are they at? 14. What? They're 14 games ahead. I mean, that's insane. It's I mean, like a good test of self, self-motivation. self Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'd almost like know how teams normally rest guys the last like week or two before the playoffs and, you know, do every other game or however they, they want to do it. If you're the Dodgers, do you take, like, the first two weeks of September off? Just, like, kind of wash your hands and be like, hey, this hell you of like, a year. Like, the Yankees used to do that, let someone else manage. Hell of a year. Is your audio muted? Oh, it might not be. Um, yeah. And I, I think from there, yeah. you And then you say, okay, we've got two weeks. You do, like, a new spring training. You take a couple weeks off. The season ended August 31st. You clap. You take a week off, two weeks off. Yeah. Spring training, get back into it because they they really aren't going to play a game that means anything to them for a while. I guess I guess you try to gear up for when the the better teams in the NL you play them if, if they have a series with if they have a series coming up with the Cubs or um, I I don't know any of the teams fighting for the wild card. I guess in that moment that's your test. But you're right. I mean they're uh, they've they've won <laughs> they won the West. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out audio here. Yours, uh, yours was edit this out of the pod. Okay. Yours was super echoey because I think it was still on. Yeah. And then I had to switch the mic because then you were muted because I think this mic wasn't. That mic wasn't on. Um. Because who's in the chat? Philip White's in the chat. I'm hey, glad thanks, he let P. me White. know. Yeah. He said, now this is good. Okay. Yeah, it's still not going to be great because we're using, like, one mic between the two of us, but okay. Sound. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this should be what we've been doing. Cool. Thank you for helping us fix that. Now I'm going to have to throw this up. Yeah, we'll do the editing. All right. All right, you want to jump to the AO report? AO? AO report brought to you by Jake Story. Wow. Jimmy, the American League, the Yankees take three out of four versus the Rays in the battle at the top of the AL Beast. Would have been a sweep if not for a three-homer game from Travis Darno. How about that? Boston 
takes three out of four against the Jays, not the Rays, including a dominant Chris Sale performance in the final game. They haven't seen that at Fenway in a little bit. As John mentioned, Orioles and Nats split the Beltway series to round off the East. In the Central, John Boy's twins, we mentioned they lost to the Mets, lost by one, lost by ten one game. Meanwhile, the Windians live up to their name, Jim. Four games sweep over the Tigres, Clevenger and Bauer with double-digit strikeout games to wrap up that sex. The L Sox, I mean the White Sox, they drop all four to the Royals and KC. Sell, 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 baby. In the West, the Strohs and Halos, they split four. Angels won the first two. Houston comes back and gets the second two. The A's win both games, putting up a 9 and a 10 spot over the Mariners. Mariners scored two each game. Not as good. And Texas forever, my friend, or maybe not. They lost both games to the Diamondbacks. They gave up a nine spot. And as we mentioned, a record 19-burger for the D-backs. Ooh, I think the uh, Texas went to Arizona, and usually they have advantage of people coming to Texas and not being able to handle the heat. Right. They went to Arizona, and I was like, this is cool. Nullified. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. This feels good. This is real heat. Yeah. Arizona was the home team, right? Um, I, I believe so. I think so as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other, otherwise, we have to throw out that whole theory. Yeah. Anyway, I'm shocked. I didn't I, actually. I was so busy with our event and everything that I, I didn't. I didn't check the AL scores. I was a little out of tune yeah. than I'd like to be. And when you said that the Indians swept the Tigers, that's that's the biggest series. That's the biggest result of a series in the AL. Well, Rays and Yankees, but that one's huge for the Indians. And Jim, I, I think the bigger thing, and I'm I'm gonna start patting myself on the back. That series was actually in Texas, so heat theory is out. Out. Um, but bet even worse look for Texas. Well, um, no, okay. So usually teams come to Texas, right? And the Texas heat gets it. them. Arizona was like, "This is nice. This is nice. chilly. This what are you talking relaxing. about? Yeah, this okay, is we got it. We yeah. we knew there was a heat theory we, in there. We, we just had to get there. Yeah. Um, Jim, I I I'm gonna start patting myself on the back as I as I try to try to build myself up every day um i told you i was buying stock in the indians yeah you did four game sweep over the tigers so i mean and the tigers are sneaking towards one of the worst records in baseball they them and the orioles both have won 29 yeah they haven't won 30 games yet Um, so i you know it's not a it's not a big flex by them but jim with the twins losing those two games now as we sit here and uh, by the way, if you are listening at home, we, we do it series by series. So if a team starts a new series on a Thursday night, we're, we're, if there's something we need to talk about, we'll talk about it. But we're going series to series. As it stands right now, Cleveland's four games back. Um, and, and that's the tightest race in the AL. Um, Oakland is sneaking up on Houston, but uh, uh, not to be rude to our, our new A's fans. I mean, Houston is one of the clear favorites to win it all so there's not a huge threat there until may- maybe they play and something happens uh cleveland's gonna make a run at it they they've got their pitching back um kluber is supposed to come back at some point if they get him instead of uh, i saw adam plutko i think he won the first game with like five innings five earned runs cleveland's gonna make a push and i i think it's um i, I think that might end up being some great baseball down the stretch because it's kind of the uh it it's Going to be the classic baseball. I mean, the Indians, sure, they have a couple stars, but they are built on their pitching. Minnesota is clearly built on their hitting in the gopher ball. So we we might end up getting some really good baseball at the AL Central. All right. 
The, the Indians I'd be nervous of is Twins. Twins just lost two. Indians just won four. Their pitching's good. Uh, yeah, like you said, the Tigers, it's not. Uh, beating the Tigers isn't something to celebrate. And I'm sorry if we have Tigers fans listening. Yeah. But sweeping a team, and this is where some, like, I know Yankees fans do this, like, you can, a four-game sweep yeah. is impressive no matter who you play. And uh, you just can't downplay it. Like, that's that's a good, that sets the Indians up nicely. Yeah, and, and maybe the best news for Minnesota, Jim, is that uh, the rest of that AL Central has now gone to complete schmutz with, with the White Sox coming out uh, and going one and nine in their last ten. Detroit is also one and nine in their last ten. Kansas City seven and three in their last ten, but they're still thirty six and sixty two. So, uh, Minnesota, if you're them, you say, hey, let if, if we can manage our Cleveland games and just take care of the rest of the division, we should still be good the rest of the way. But um, it'll be interesting to see how how those head to head series goes and what else comes in their way. Yeah. Sure. Any uh. I don't know. Any, anything else jump out to you from from the AL, Jim? No, like we said, the Yankees taking three of four from the Rays was kind of big. It was six games. The Yankees had a six-game lead. Um, doubleheader. Before, well, before the series. Then they right. split the first two. So it, it could have been a big swing. A sweep would have brought it two games, which would have been – I mean, I would have been so shook as a right. Yankee fan. Or um, ten games back. Yeah. But the Yankees take three or four, so it's now at eight, which is sizable. The Yankees and the Rays don't play each other again until, until September, and it's just two games. It's at the very back end of the season. Hopefully those don't matter. So this was the last chance for these teams to do damage against each other because, you know, when you play each other, it's worth two. Right. It's a win and a loss. Uh, so the Rays are going to need other teams to do their bidding for them, and the Yankees have eight games in the next two weeks coming up against the Red Sox. Yeah. So the Yankees have their – the Yankees might get to a Dodger standpoint if they have a good two weeks. Wow. Do you want to take that Dodger take back now? No. Do you want the Yankees to lose to the Red Sox? That seems like something you'd say. I, I think I heard that on the last ESPN I, I, broadcast. I, I want between 6 and 10 from here out. Okay. I like that. Once you get the 15, you're struggling to find reasons to yeah. play. No. That's, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Rays are now 10 back in the loss column. Um, and you're right. I mean, Boston Yankees series coming up um, eight games in two weeks. I mean, that's that's going to paint a lot of the picture. So, yeah, um, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I think we get into the major storylines because I, I think uh, I, I think the buy sell teams are are one of the bigger topics in in baseball. Now, the AL has sorted itself out. The NL hasn't. But before then, Jim, I, I think we want to go into a. Uh, some suspension, some 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 throwback beanball. Not really, but um, I I don't know. I mean, you're all uh, you're obviously all over this with the breakdowns and stuff. I don't know if you you have a lean with Mariznick or Naris or, or or what do you want? Yeah, so we had uh, Mariznick. If you remember the uh, the Lucroy slide tackle at the plate, got him pretty bad. He felt bad about it, but yeah. he got suspended for it. So they play each other again. And Mariznick takes a pitch too high for my liking. Yeah. Now I know that like some people are like, you're a pussy, but I'm not. I'm not down. I don't watch. Are baseball. they right or wrong? I am a pussy in some okay. regards. Yeah. Cool. I, I do not watch baseball. Actually, I don't watch baseball to see like huge plays at the plate. 
Right. If you were asking me what what do you love about baseball, right. to get down to like huge collisions at the plate, yeah, or pitches near a guy's head, it's not part of what I watch. No. I, I don't care about that. And I think this pitch was too high. Either the pitcher um, Ramirez Mersnick aimed too high, and that's dirty, and I don't like that. Or he was aiming lower, missed his spot, his miss. and that's if you can't do it right, don't do it. That's like what CC and a lot of pe- players do. Yeah. So I, I didn't like it, but Mariznick comes out as the biggest winner in this whole thing yeah. for me. He goes to first base. His bench is full of people that are screaming, that's too high, that's too high, blah, 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 it's Bush League, don't hit him in the head. You know, eye for an eye, the whole world goes blind. Mm. Uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Pools turns around, he's like, enough, shut up. Like, shut, I think that's what Pools, I've, I've edited the breakdown, I haven't posted yet. Yeah, him, him and the ump were just looking at the dugout, and we're just like, stop, stop. Yeah, stop. yeah. Uh, and Mariznick is act, eventually tells them, stop. Yeah. I knew I was getting hit. It sucks it was a little higher than I wanted. Yeah. But stop. I hurt that guy, and I didn't mean to. So just shut up. So I think McCullers came out looking like a big time. Whoa. I'm I'm being careful because we have a new audience that doesn't know my voice yet. He and looks like the guy from MTV. Yeah, which I don't like. But right. like, I use the word loser and idiot so flippantly. Right. Where I don't actually like. Mean you could call Lance McCullers that. You could call me or yourself that in the next sentence. Yeah. Yeah. But some people that They'll don't know my voice like think They'll it's like, that. whoa, he's mean. And it's like. They're hearing that voice right now. I think McCullers. I think McCullers look like a loser in this exchange. I think Mariznick looked like a big time winner. And I think the pitcher that hit him kind of looks. Um, just inexperienced. Yeah, yeah. That, Maybe it was the wrong guy to do it. That, that's not a bad way to put it. Yeah, that was that was mine. I uh, normally I just talk and hope I stumble into something and and find something. With this, I'm pretty confident. I mean, he was gonna get thrown at. You're right. The pitch came in a little too high. Um, and again, we don't know if that was the intent or if that was his miss. Like he aimed for the hip and it ended up there. Mariznick ends up taking it off the shoulder and he walks down to first. And that, that's one of my personal gripes with baseball right now is that like, that should have been it. Like move on. But instead the dugout starts chirping out. Now you guys got doing, doing the one leg over the dugout. Like, are we doing this? Here comes the bullpen. And like that escalated the whole thing. And I don't think, uh, Ramirez get suspended if none of that happens. If Mariznick just went to first and that was it and they played ball, I think you're good. But now because guys are chirping from the dugout, the bullpen comes running in. He gets suspended, which I think that's messed up. I don't think the bullpen came running in, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, I mean, just the, the dugout being there, I, I thought they did. But um, anyways, and then uh, the other thing about this whole incident that made me mad was Hinch, the, uh, the Astros manager after the game, was given the whole, you know, there, there's gray areas in baseball and you just can't be doing this. And it's like, yeah, man, but right now you're living in this gray area. And if you were the guy that had your catcher bowled over and laid out and taken off the field, your team would have been the one thrown at it. So, like, I, I don't know. I there's, there's a lot of quotes and a lot of things you have to say in this situation. And part of it's that. But uh, all of this kind of got escalated for no reason. And it's why you hear... You know the the old guys on the broadcast getting mad. They're like, ah, this. You know Bob Gibson. He, you were lucky if you if you could walk after he hit you in the batter's box. And you're like, what are you talking about, Jim Cott? Um, 
Love Kitty I love Cot. Jim Cott. Love that was, Kitty that was so. Um, that, that was an. But unbelievable. he's uh, Jim Cott was old twenty years ago. I'm not trying come to be on, rude. Come on, I'm not trying to be rude. I looked up his stats one day. I was like, oh my god, so many gold gloves, really cool. Um, but anyways, I I, I just think there was an unnecessary baseball multiplier in that, which I I think could have been dodged. And I mean, now Ramirez gets suspended, and I I think that's the problem. That's. We've gotten away from the baseball like, hey, dude, you <laughs> you sent our catcher to the hospital. We're going to hit you with the pitch. Marisnik did everything right, like you said, and they just people didn't move on because they wanted to be loud and chirp and all that. I'm fine with the suspension. Yeah. I uh, I don't like it. I, I just think if, if you took out the chirping from the dugout, I think we throw the next pitch and game on. I don't think so because Neris, that's the other storyline. Right. Um, it's the same thing. He throws at a guy's head. Uh and gets three games, right? Yeah, they both get three games. Which, as a pitcher... As a relief pitcher... It's not that much. Yeah. It's really maybe one game yeah. that they can't use you. But this this one is funny, and I did the breakdown of this one. And this one's funny because... Uh, who was it? Verdugo hits... Was it Verdugo? Um, forget. Yeah, it was Verdugo hit a big home run to take the lead. And the next pitch is at David Freeze's head. Same thing. Hits him in the back of the shoulders. Just too high. And uh, Real Muto's reaction behind the dish. He doesn't even go for the ball yeah. to try and catch it. And then he looks at his pitcher and shrugs like, dude, really? Yeah. So it's very much intentional on purpose. I'm fine with that suspension. And that's why I think that the Ramirez one's the same deal. It's very clearly intentional. It was too high. Same exact suspension. I don't think the Ramirez got suspended because of the bench is clearing. I think it's that's what happens. But I, I, I don't know. I, I just think if, if none of the funny business happens, because look, the, the, I, I have the video in front of me now. The baseball game's about to go on, and Pujols and the first base ump are just looking at the dugout like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, just stop. Um, I agree with you, but I just don't think that had any influence on the suspensions. I, uh, for agree to disagree. Are you saying dith? Saying dith right now? Um, the biggest storyline that we talked to the break is the Boone rant, savages, which, Jim. which I got. And I, I, I want to do what we did a little bit of yesterday, Jake. I'll do it quickly is to sh- just explain why I love this quote so right. much. And I, we have it on a t-shirt at talking Yank store. And I'm going to put that on the screen for anyone watching live because the full quotes there and you need to read it to understand how good it is. Right. I'm going to break it down real quick. Break we can down do it together. real quick. So, um, the umpire, it's his fifth ever MLB game. Young kid, shook from the jump. i never seen Gary Sanchez turn around and be like, what? You didn't yeah. call that a strike? Gary's made faces before, but never turned around and like, dude. So there was a lot of pitches. Both sides. I heard that the Rays broadcast said what we said. Like It was just a race to see which manager can use this to fire up his guys. Yeah. And Boone got there first because some manager was getting ejected because this ump was brutal. It was bad. It was really... And it was so clear that he was young and shook. Yeah. Anyway, so Boone gets out there. He goes, my guys are fucking savages in that box. We had a lot of people say, what does that mean? It means uh, they're beasts. Yeah. They protect the plate. They know the zone. They attack pitchers. They don't get got often. Yeah, they don't get got. And the pitcher was like striking him out with ease. He's like, dude, that's your fault because you're expanding the zone. My guys are savages. You're making this look like this. He goes, and you're having a piece of shit start to this game. I feel bad for you. Yeah. Just honest. Insult and honest. I feel bad for you. We don't want to ride you. We know you're young. We know you're a rookie. Good dig. 
but fucking get better. Now he's trying to instruct him. A little right. coaching moment, you know, yeah. teachable. He's a coach. And he goes, this guy's a good pitcher. I'm not trying to diss him. Yeah, he <laughs> compliments the pitcher. He compliments Chirinos. He's really like, he's smart. good. He's good, man. It's smart. This isn't like, you know, it's nothing. That, but our guys are fucking savages in that box. Yeah. Tighten it up right now, okay? Tighten this shit up. He goes, dad mode. And the ump just kind of looked at him with a sad face. He gets out of there. I mean, I said this. If you think that using the word savage is cringy or corny. Yeah. I somewhat see what you're saying, but if you think Yankees players don't fucking love it, yeah. and it's now going to be a mantra for the Yankees and a rallying cry, so Boone just sparked a lot of stuff. I think it's fantastic. It went national. People that don't like baseball are seeing it, yeah, and uh, the reactions are mostly like, this is awesome. Positive, yeah. It's um, I, I mean, a- anyone that's played any sport ever... Um, you know, we we were laughing. You you told an old hockey story the other day where a a coach dropped like a it was a high school coach. He referenced like a rap song at the time that you guys thought he was ignoring all year, and then he dropped it. And you guys were like, it, I, "It's it's little things. It's very little things." And that's kind of I think that's part of the beauty of sports that there's all these little things that add up and they make the difference. Whether it's a rap song in high school or whether, I mean, if you want to jump to football and it's like doing things the Patriots way or doing the thing the Cleveland Browns way. They're both football teams for 20 years, but if you do all the little things right, you're one team. You do all the little things wrong, you're the other. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, the Yankees, the Yankees were already on a war cry this season. Obviously, Boston winning last year. The Yankees have a team have truly gotten better overall. Um, again, we're, we're pretty close to their pulse. Um, and and just comparing last year's depth and roster to this year's roster, this this team is a lot better. Um, so yeah, I mean this this is going to be their rallying cry going forward. Yep. All right, we had some just little trade talk stuff because uh, we're two weeks away. Yeah. yeah, people are saying Boyd is available on the Tigers. He would go for a lot. Mike Miner on the Rangers says he's sick of trade talks. Yeah. I think the Rangers need to be sellers, but we'll see what they do. They have so much to sell. Cincinnati Reds have reportedly attached an exorbitant price tag on starting pitcher Luis Castillo. He's got four years of control left, yeah. uh, not money, but like four years of like he's on your team, uh, some arbitration in there, and he would be worth a lot. Yeah, and he's um, I mean, two four one ERA this year, nine and three with a three seven WAR um, on a team that technically, and I, I think this is a rude way to look at it, but I think they're technically the third worst team in the NL. Um, I think that's unfair because I think they're like six and a half out of the wild card, but that's that's where this conversation is heading eventually. They're the second worst. The Mets have jumped the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, they're the second worst team in the NL, um, but they also have a positive differential. I, I got to stop because we're, we're going down another road. But, yeah, I, I don't know. The, the Boyd one really interests me, Jim, because, again, as you know, being on the polls from Yankees land, the Yankees were rumored to be in on Michael Fulmer. Uh, a year or two ago uh, when his value was extremely high. Fulmer, uh, for lack of a better term, ate shit, and he he pitched poorly, and now he's been hurt, and his value is nowhere. So, uh, And the Tigers, they're kind of on, what, what would you say, like a three-year rebuild plan? Like they, and uh, The I- next two years are finding out assets and getting young guys, and then in that third year, they're hoping that 
they have a little bit of a nucleus and maybe can sign a free agent or two and make moves. So they're I have no idea. I don't know their farm I, system, but they're far away right now. Yeah, I think and that's that's the thing with Matt Boyd because he does have the team years of control. I mean, the question is if if you're one of the big boys out there, I mean, you know, does does Matt Boyd come in and change anything whether you're the Yankees or, or another one of these big teams. I mean, he he's had a really solid year. We saw him tear up uh, the Yanks earlier this season. Uh, so I I don't know. I, I think that's the interesting one because if you use some recency stuff there, you'd like to think Detroit would make a move if they get the right offer. Maybe they don't, and he's a young guy they can keep and move along. Like I, I guess that's another angle if, if we're Tigers fans here, which, by the way, we have an elevator talk segment coming at the end of the episode. If you think your team's not going to get a lot of love, they might be there. Um, yeah, I might tell you how the Tigers currently only have one player with uh, OPS above uh, 800. That's tough. That's tough. Um, so, so yeah, I think if you're the Tigers, you don't have to be in a rush to move Matt Boyd. But, uh, I mean, if you get an enticing package... I think they should. ...for a, a guy that was didn't have almost any value to start the season, yep. uh, you, you probably make your move there. I think they definitely should trade Matt Boyd because I don't think their window coincides with Matt Boyd's window. I think, don't right. think, they're, I think they're like... I think they're two years away from having a window. Right. Like they gotta, they gotta establish, and this would be the first step of like we trade him, we get some prospects, okay. But I could be speaking out of turn because I'm not familiar with their farm system. No, and I, I think the uh, the big, the other thing that you know I've I've been scheming about lately is that I think there might not be a lot of pitchers actually available at this trade deadline. Well, if these so, two, if these two go, if Stroman's available, Baumgartner's available, if Boyd and Castillo are available, then that's a lot. Yeah, but I mean, uh, Luis Castillo is available. I mean, you're going to have to pay, pay. Clint C- Frazier. Because he's, uh, no, I mean, you're going to have plus. to pay, pay. <laughs> Clint plus Davey. I think, I think. Yankees could do it. Keep going. They can. They and, can. But and it's I don't think matter, it hurts them. It's, it's a matter if Brian Cashman, who he's invested so much time into these young guys, and we've already seen him stick by them. I don't think he's. I don't think Luis Castillo would be the guy he trades in all his chips for. Oh, I want. That's like that's my new want. Okay, I like that because then you can pay Didi in the next season. You can pay guys because you have a pitcher locked up for cheap. Yeah, I think it. Like, I think it. Op- I think it opens up a whole plan if the Yankees. The Yankees have the talent like Clint Frazier, Davey Garcia, plus for Castillo. I do it. I do it, Florial. I don't. I'd, put, I'd trade those three for him. Yeah, I mean, it, it would. Then, it would have to be three big ones. Yeah. Three yeah. big ones. Um, so we'll we'll see if anything comes to that. I I don't know. And whenever you hear the phrase exorbitant price tag, you you wonder what's going on over there. Um, and then yeah, Mike Miner. I think we're we're about to talk about the Tejas Rangers a little bit. He's sick of trade talks, Jim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would be too. Sorry, but yeah, I mean, it, it kind of does suck. <laughs> Just googling your name every day, and it's like, oh, I'm. Where, where am I getting traded today? Oh, the Cubs like me? The Yanks like me? Yeah, on the YouTube uh, broadcast of the Dodgers-Phillies game, they talked about Verdugo, and he said he was happy because this is the first season where his name isn't linked to trade talks. Yeah. He was like, so I think I've cemented myself here. Because they got a lot of outfielders, too. And that's uh, that's got to be stressful as a minor leaguer, man. You're about to start, like, your life. You, I think you have to just be like, yeah. whatever. Right, but it's still it's a tough oh, yeah. mental hurdle to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jim, let's go. Uh, I, I threw a little buy-sell segment in here, not players or teams or anything like that. Literally buyers or sellers, because we had some stuff sort out. In the AL, the White Sox were still dancing around it. 
they get swept, they're out, they're down 11 games out of the wild card. Like, they, they don't have a... I never thought they were in. Right, and I, I think that's a little bit of perception, um, and, and I don't think you're wrong about it, because I think I perceive the same thing. But now it's like, they, the front office doesn't have an argument. Like, the front office can't be like, well, we have a good week, we get back over 500, this team puts some stuff together, we get guys healthy. They've got nothing anymore. I, I don't stop. talk to White Sox fans, but right. if I hear, if I'd be shocked if a White Sox fan told me they thought they were going to be buyers this season. Well, I mean, think about how they started their year, Jim. They thought they were getting Machado and Harper. They still signed a bunch of guys, and they believe in their young core. But they just got swept four games by the Royals, and then before that, they got swept by the Athletics. They've lost their they lost seven games this week, Jim. I know. I just I the fact that people thought they might trade. Four people is blowing my mind. Like I don't think I'd be shocked if a White Sox fan thought they were going to do that. Right, but I I mean a week ago they were they were forty two and forty four. They were saying, hey, we have a good seven days. We're we're kind of in the mix again, and it's almost like it's a little bit more of an NBA mindset, but it's almost like this building a culture, and that's kind of what the White Sox were trying to do with all this. Well, they have done that. They've done a really good job with that. Well, I, I'm not talking about their dugout stuff. Would you say they have a fun dugout and you, yeah. you've seen a lot of their antics? I'm just talking about like kind of winning ways so that when there are free agents, they want to go to the White Sox because they oh, clearly ran into that this year. Yeah, that, that guys don't want to yeah. come there. Yeah. So they're trying to build it up while they get some of their young guys healthy, Kopex back next year, all that. Um, r- the only two fringy teams at this point, Boston, they did the Cashner trade. Right now they're two games behind. Um it's Texas and the Angels. Texas is now four and a half out of the wild card, and the Angels are five and a half out. And I think one of the important things you have to consider, ahead of them is Houston, so it's not like you're catching Houston under any circumstances. And the A's, who are currently in the wild card, playing good baseball, eight and two, um, I don't know. I just, I just think for a lot of owners and teams, it's a big mental hurdle for the Texas Rangers, who are 50 and 46, you know, four games above 500, for them to say it's time to sell, that's tough. But you and I are both very much like, yo, Texas, you guys have some serious assets and you've got your young guys and they're doing good things. Build it up for next year. Because right now, the odds of you guys jumping Boston, Tampa, and Oakland, I, I mean, slim meat none. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think Texas or the Angels are are buyers. Yeah, and it, it's just I I mean it's still a mental hurdle to say you're four and a half games out and not do it. I mean the Rangers have lost their last four. That helps because <laughs> um, again, yeah, you start playing that game. Well, even if they split those two games. I, they would have been 52 and 44. They would have been like a game and a half out of the wild card. But yeah. I, it's it's funny how much these crucial weeks are into deciding that. I, I think both teams should be sellers. It's it's tough to say that as a team, though. Um, the real story is the National League, Jim. We currently have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine teams within six games of the wild card. We have seven games, seven teams within four and a half, and then we've got four within two and a half. I, and again, I, the, the part that gets me about the National League is I can tell you San Diego is four games out of the wild card, 
But they're 46 and 50. They're four games under 500. Yeah, it's like what you said last week. You can't look at games behind. You have to look teams behind. And they're all going to play each other. So it's, yeah, like if, if someone's telling me the Mets are six games out of the wild card, they're in it. You're, I'm sorry, they're not. Pirates, you're not. San Diego, you're not. Colorado, you're not. San Francisco, you're going on a nice run here. You're not. It's St. Louis and Philly and, uh, and Milwaukee and Washington in a four-team race oh. for the wild card with, uh, with some divisions up for grabs still. No love for your D-backs. Um, yeah, and, and they're 49 and 48. I know, after, after having like a, <laughs> a solid stretch. It's, uh, I, and this is kind of what baseball wanted when they made the second wild card. Um, as, as an organization, I, it's, it's tough to just hit that button and sell. I, th- I think like a team like Arizona, I mean, Robbie Ray has been mentioned. Um, I, I guess you see what values out there for him. I think um, you're coming from a fan perspective. Well, yeah, that's who's listening. Oh, because, well, when you say the organization's tough to hit that button and sell, I think organizations are itching to hit oh, that button Oh, no, and they're sell. not either because, I mean, think about it. What, what if Arizona doesn't sell and they end up winning 87 games and they have a respectable season? They push the sell button and they, they end up with 76 wins at the end of the year? Yeah, they but, could get axed. Yeah, but... So you got to look at it both ways. But selling and, and rebuilding is so hot right now. Like, people are buying, buying teams just to do it. Uh, it's like the first thing you do when you get a new team. Let's resell. Reset. The, the best thing that happened to the Yankees was having a bad year in 2016. Yeah. The, it was the best thing that could have happened to them. And there's a lot of teams that saw that and saw the Cubs go bad and saw Astros go bad and say, like, oh, fuck, if we hit rock bottom, we this can, is like, the new way. this is the new way. So I think if you're a Rangers GM and right. you have a brain, you know selling right now all those pieces is so much better for your future. Yeah. Uh, well, so I know the fans, it might be hard, but anyone in the organization, they're smart enough to know. It depends on your owner dynamic. It depends on expectations. Like Texas, you're probably right. They had low expectations this year. They overachieved. And man, if they could get some pieces for Lance Lynn, Mike Miner, Hunter Pence, they, they can really do I something. I think they even have more, Jake. I think they have, I think like Andrews, like I think they have. They got assets. Yeah assets um hey good for the san francisco giants all right um is it time to move on to our segments let's roll it segment segment o'clock all right moving on to stand out performance stand out performance <laughs> it's like the one voice we do <laughs> oh i got voices stand out performance i'm gonna go first you went first go first you yeah, went yeah, first yeah. you went first last and episode. it's your guy <laughs> My standout performance is Glenn Sparkman. Glennon and Sparkman. Lit a spark okay. in Kansas City. Ooh, that's good. Ooh. That's good spark. I get it. Yeah. Glenn Sparkman went nine innings pitched, five hits, zero earned runs. They call that a complete game shutout. Jim. Yeah, man. Eight Ks. He had six, one, two, three innings. I always like looking at that when guys have complete games. I like how that. many one two three innings did how he clean have? were you yeah how clean yeah yeah he had he escaped two jams one was like one base runner uh six one two three innings and a lot of them were towards the end uh first complete game of his career so congrats to him he was out of the pen mostly last year yeah. and the beginning of this year made his first start uh this season on may 29th made three starts last year something like that his best start before this was seven innings pitch one earned run complete game shutout uh, it's the Royals' first complete game shutout in two years. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. It's a great performance. Did I say who he did it against Good yet? Good job, Glenn. Oh, it's against the, the White, White Sox. Sox. They yeah. swept him. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Glenn so Sparkman's got dyed blonde hair. I might go asterisk there. He's got dyed blonde hair, and he was the one that hit Tim Anderson with the changeup uh, in Tim Anderson's first at bat against the Royals after the whole fiasco, and he got ejected. And he was like, "That was a changeup." Yeah, changeup. And it was like, "Yeah, we you probably didn't hit him on purpose, but that's the worst timing ever, yeah. Glenn. Like the worst timing yeah. ever. First pitch to Tim just Anderson. Don't do that, Glenn Sparkman. Almost should have just dirted him. Otherwise, you're going to get ejected. But anyway, that's a great great outing by him. That's the best performance I saw from from this. Ganado, Texas. Wow, gorgeous. Haven't been. You think he's a big Eminem fan? Why do you think he dyes his yeah. hair blonde? Um, he looks damn good. Wow, looks damn good. Yeah, man. Career five hundred three ERA. Gets gets the CGSHO. Good good for you, Glenn. You go, Glenn Coco. Yeah. I uh, Jim, my standout performance, and I I didn't want to do this, and I'll uh, again, you and I, as we go along this, we're battling our Yankees bias and not biases. But when I looked at the stats, he was the guy. It's Travis Darno. Yeah. Um, three homer game from Travis Darno. <laughs> so, sorry. Um. <laughs> sneeze there um this was the first game of the rays yank series and like we mentioned this was kind of a big series if the rays made some noise this series they were basically saying we're going to be a thorn in your side the rest of the way the yanks have a huge edwin encarnacion home run tied at twos they go up four two bottom of the eighth araldis chapman comes in he's going to shut the door Darno hit two solo shots earlier off James Paxson, just to opposite field. And I also need to mention to you that the last series the Yankees saw the Rays, Travis Darno hit a walk-off to the opposite field. So uh, there's some pitch selection stuff, and if you really want to deep dive into that, we did it on Talking Yanks. But Travis Darno, who's kind of this journeyman at this point, Jimmy started the season on the Mets. They just cut him. Yeah. The Dodgers picked him up. They sold him to the Rays. So think about that. <laughs> the Los Angeles Dodgers sold him to the Rays. And, uh, Jim, he had all he provided all the runs in this game. It was a 5-4 win for the Rays. He had all five RBIs, three home runs. And, uh, Jim, man, uh, the Travis Darno story, he was a big prospect. He was with the Mets. He was the number six prospect in 2013. And then he got Mets. He got injured. Well, he got traded for um, Dick. All right, Dicky. He got traded for the Dicks. Right, he but was th- with that, with Syndergaard. That yeah, that was when his shine was kind of already down because um, he he ran into the injury bug a lot, and we we forget, man, how important that really is for athletes. Um, so man, for for him to do that on the New York stage, that must have been a really good feeling for him because he was basically beating the Yankees and the Mets in one swing by taking the headlines that day. Hey, check this out. Check Travis out. Darno was drafted by the Phillies. Yep. In two thousand seven. Wow. Yeah, man. Whoa. How old is Darno? To baseball, thirty. Whoa. I thought he was younger than that. Anyway, uh, he was traded to the Blue Jays for Holiday, and then the Blue Jays traded him to the Mets for Syndergaard. And Ara Dickey was involved in there. So he's there's a lot of good pitchers involved in his transactions. You're linked to that, Travis. Uh, then the Mets release him, yeah. And he, uh, he, he's he, batting leadoff for the Rays. Yeah, because he, he was hot, and the Rays kind of do that stuff. Um, yeah, he, he caught caught the whole game. And, Jim, the other the other part that was important, um, that you just, it, if, if you know baseball, you know this feeling. Um, Chapman comes in, and his stuff was looking good. He had an 0-2 count, and he gave up a single. Um, he had two strikes on Kiermeyer, and Kiermeyer slapped one through the hole. 
So then I th- there's the two outs, um, and it's like, who's coming up to the plate? It's the guy who's hit two home runs this game. Baseball First spot. Chapman. And it was just like, th- I mean, this is, you know, we're, we're not going to go on our high horse right now because we, we're riding that high horse. We're doing some good things for New Age Baseball. Um, like, this is what baseball needs to be t- telling people about. That, like, Travis Darno in this game, came up with two outs in the ninth against Araldis Chapman, and he did the damn thing. It was a slider away, and he short-porched it a little bit. Um, so, good, good for you, Travis. Get out of my face. He was really locked in. I, I mean, yeah. a, a, a lot of Rays fans, because, I mean, shots fired. Rays fans are... I keep getting in my place where I don't want to say things on this national. You can life. say it. They're, they're a lot the of the game. Rays fans that interact with me on Twitter are new to baseball yeah. fandom and kind of like just are a little off on the scope of things. Sure. And like the day to day of baseball. Uh, but they were upset that we were saying like Chapman had bad pitch selection because they're like, Dono was locked in. I was like, whoa, he was as locked in as you can see a batter. Yeah. It was impressive what he did. But there's also a little poor p- pitch selection. But I'm not trying to knock anything. No. That's a good standout performance because that game, three home runs with the walk-off. Yeah, and I think... Uh, it's impossible uh, not to when, give that kudos. When I, when I was looking to see who was hot, I don't think any... No one hit, like, four home runs in a series. So Darno had the most series home runs in one game. Yeah. So you get yeah. it. All right. Let's move on. To watch. A, to a fun one. Slump watch. watch. Starting off with your guy. Well, we got to update. This <laughs> update. is this is how I decided to do it, Jake. Once you're on slump watch, you're on slump you watch work your until way you're off. off. You got to work Last your way week, off. Last week, I, like I gave it to Dwight Smith Jr. and Pete Alonso. Yeah. Dwight Smith Jr. had one game. It was a two-game set, and he played one of them, and he went 0 for 4. Yeah. So he's now like you're not off this. Oh, for his last twenty five or something yeah. like that. So Dwight Smith Jr. still on slump watch. Alonzo, he was one for ten. Now uh, in the two games versus Minnesota, he did bad. He was two for nineteen with ten Ks. He did hit a home run last night, but that'll be part of uh, Monday right. show. So for now, Alonzo's kind of on slump watch. Right. And all the home run der- derby contestants besides Bregman and Chapman are on slump watch basically. Tell him, Jim. I have the numbers. I don't have them in front of me, but they all aren't doing great. Besides Bregman and Chapman, who did bad in the home run derby. Yeah, but Vladdy, Vladdy, Vladdy was doing bad. Vladdy, Jock, Bell, um, Alonzo. Santana, Alonzo, all doing very poor so, since the derby. So you, uh, all you home run derby truthers out there, save save that when your guy wants to enter next year. I got a fun slump watch. That's a little mean. Okay, interested. Charlie Tilson. You know who Charlie Tilson CT. is? I would guess a lot of our guys don't know who Charlie Tilson. You don't is. think we have a lot of Charlie Tilson fans listening? Right He's now. on the White Sox. Yeah, who we've talked about a good amount. He is the defensive replacement for Eloy Jimenez. Yes, he comes into a lot of games. I don't know why. Maybe there's an injury. Something happened. He's been starting a good mm. amount recently. He started five of the last seven games he appeared in. A couple this weekend, right? Yeah. In that seven game stretch, five starts, two pinch hit or, or two defensive replacement, some at bats there, one for seventeen. Mm. with one walk and one hit by pitch. So whoever walked you, you're shamed. Yeah. Shame. 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 Uh, Charlie Tilson, he's a defensive replacement, so he's not on the White Sox for his bat. They're not in a win-now mode. Yeah. Good for you that you're getting some run. But, I mean, you got to start hitting, dude. That's uh, that's tough. One, that hit by, you think that hit by pitch felt good? Oh, yeah, he yeah, loved that. That was a good hit by pitch. He was like, thank God. I wonder where it came in. Like, first pitch hit by pitch is such a win for Charlie Tilson. Yeah. 
Okay, great. I'll put my speed on the bases. <laughs> Let's go. <coughs> Dare you to hit me. Um, I woke up begging yeah. for a hit by pitch. I dare you. Hit me harder next time. Yeah. Um, Let's see who it was. It was uh, a Cub hit him. Wow. Which Cub? Wow. He got his hit by pitch and his walk in the same game. I wonder if it was the same wow. pitcher. If it's the same pitcher that hit him that also walked him, and those are the only two times he's reached base in the last seven games. Yeah. That's not a good look. Ooh, slump watch can turn mean on the pitchers really quick. Oh, yeah. you got oh, The guy that gave up the hit to Dwight oh, Smith yeah. or whatever. John walked. Lester walked him. Ooh. Wow. Big one. And John Lester. Oh, Craig Kimball hit him. Some premier names, Charlie Wilson. Yeah, Charlie good Tills- job, Charlie. Charlie Tilson. Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson. He's fighting wa. the war. Charlie out there. Wilson's war. Um, nice man. Who you got um, on Slump Watch? Yeah, man. I, I I wrote a couple names on there. I like I like seeing who's got the biggest O for going. Uh, we had Elias Diaz of the Pirates and your guy Jay Bruce, um, who he's, is usually very hot or very cold. <laughs> no, he's no. back. He, I thought he got injured. No, he's back. Um, Oblique injury. He's coming back from an injury. That's too oh, mean. Oh, wow. That's too mean, Jake. Wow. Too mean for the injury. No, he exited with an oblique strain two days ago. Okay. So get better. Yeah. Get better, Jay. Oh, so it's a fake injury. We got it now. No, no. Did you see it? So he swings, and yeah. imme- it's like the judge one. It's, yeah. And he immediately grabbed at his oblique, and it's like, oh. Mm. So it's probably going to be out for a while. Get Obliques be- are Get better, suck. Jay. And now he's on slump watch, which that's so mean of you. That's tough. That's that pretty that's, brutal. That's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Um, and oh, then, Jay Bruce likes cookies, too. Loves a good cookie. Um, and, Jim, yeah, I wanted to get a couple throwers in there. I mean, Jesse Chavez on Texas, he he had some bad numbers. Uh, pitching in Texas to those Diamondbacks who who set, a, set their franchise record, that's going to be a bad look for someone. Oh, you think this is hot? Yeah. Come to Arizona. We got the heat. You don't even know. We sweat in air conditioning. Um, and Jim, I, I just threw your guys on there. The Colorado Rockies. Um, did you say they're two and eleven since the break, or two and eleven in their last thirteen? 13 yeah. Um, a team that was looking like they were going to battle for that wild card throughout has one of the most brutal stretches of their season. We're gonna get a good look at them soon because they're they're playing the Yankees this weekend. Um, which I, in our head we're thinking is going to be a full out death punch for them. I hope so. Um, but yeah, I was I was looking at I was looking for pitchers to put on uh, the slump watch area um, and searching it by ERA. There was um, there was three there was four Colorado guys in the top twelve. Um, Freeland, uh, Tinoco, my guy, Sanzatella, and Chad Bettis, um, all with ERAs that are over 11.25. So, again, it's small sample size in ERA. You can't just do that. But uh, the Rockies are getting roughed up. Um, and I, I'm sorry. Sorry. Rockies are on slump watch. They're on big slump watch. Uh, they're like they're about to be on hide the knives watch. Ooh, yeah. We've never put a team on that. The yet. Yankees have a chance to put the Rockies, the first official hide the knives watch. I mean, that's got to be a brutal feeling, man. Two yeah. weeks ago, you're like, we are grinding and in it, and now you're like, is it over? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Let's move on to... You got it? And Fuego. I'm on fire, baby. We nailed it. That was bad. Like Wago? Like Wago. But you didn't, the you didn't what, do the... What were you expecting? For you to do the Dirt Nasty song. I wasn't going to do the Dirt Nasty part. I was just doing in Fuego. Yeah, I was expecting the Dirt Nasty No part. soundboard has been 
tough. Yeah, my laptop broke. Soundboard laptop is broke, so we are running <laughs> our own soundboards. You roll, Jim. Brandon Crawford. Remember yeah. him? He's been in the league a while now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw him on the field. Yeah. I used to think he kind of had like a nice swag or look to him. You fully turned on... Uh, who 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 has a good head of lettuce in Major League Baseball? Right Bryce now? Harper. Okay. Tanaka. I, I wouldn't say Tanaka's got a head, a bowl of lettuce. Oh, like long hair? No. Yeah. No. But like Harper, I'll allow. He's got great hair. Yeah. Um. Once it starts getting too greasy, you're out. Brandon Crawford was looking caveman esque. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't remember him looking as caveman-y. But maybe he was caveman with the bat. I used to think Brandon Crawford was like a little cutie out there. I don't know. Okay. I thought the ladies thought he was attractive. And then I was like, I don't think so anymore. Seven for 15 with three home runs, 10 RBIs, five runs scored. They scored 40 runs in this series. He accounted for 15 of those 40. Yeah. 10 RBIs, five runs. So that's really good. Um, good he, for him. He had, he had a huge day. He had the... Um what was it? He had five hits. Um, it was the first game of the doubleheader. He had five hits and eight RBIs, two home runs. Um, again, against my Colorado Rockies pitching. Um, I Jim, I'm at Talking Jake, Twitter, social media. I need a Giants fan to reach out to me because I, I, have, I have a take on Brandon Crawford, but I don't know if it's right. Okay. <laughs> so that's really putting myself out there. Yeah. Brandon Crawford is really good defensively. Yeah. I, I love watching him play defense. We we caught a little bit of that late-night Mets game last night that's not a part of this series. Um, love him defensively. With the bat, I feel like he, he had one good year. He won, um, he won the Silver Slugger. I feel like Brandon Crawford, and again, correct me, Giants fans, that he has like three huge games every year, and like if you took those out his stats would be pretty rough. And I know that sounds a little obnoxious, but I don't know. Like, if you have an outfielder that has a 32-home run season and you take away his three biggest games, he's still going to have a good year, you know? I just feel like Brandon Crawford, like, Jim, I'm looking at this right now. He had a two-homer game um, against Baltimore, um, so there's two of his home runs earlier this year. I just mentioned he had the two-home run, eight RBI against Colorado. Um, so on the season, he has nine homers. So if you take those away... I, I mean, my guy has, what, five homers on the season? Um, so I don't know. That's, I'm just throwing that out there. If, if any of our Giants fans want to correct me or tell me something else I should know about B-Craw, um, I'm here for it. You are? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, I want to know more. I want to know if that's, just, if that's as asinine as it gets. Well, he had a really good series. Or if your ass is a 10. Ooh. Um, well, you got a couple other swingers Ooh. on here. Did bad stuff on the thing. Uh, Keston Hiura. Your guy. I'm guessing Japanese player. Your guy. He's a he's a big time prospect. prospect. Yeah. Oh, he's version. not Japanese. He actually universe I think he well, he's Japanese in ethnicity. Right. I think he's American. I think he is um I think he's from UC Irvine. Irvine. What up? He is from UC Irvine. Yeah. Yeah. Three games, eight for eleven, Jake. Yes, sir. Yeah, hey, young fella. On fuego. And f- dirt nasties oh, and yeah. fuego. Means on fire, baby. We got it. One triple, one home run, three doubles. Only four RBIs and four runs scored, which I thought was kind of crazy for like yeah. eight for 11. Must not have just come up at good opportunities. But 
eight for 11 in three games for a young guy, rookie. And by the way, homeboy's having a season. Yeah, I saw that. He's hitting 323, nine homers, 33 games. Yeah. Uh, dude's raking 992 OPS. How many games has he played? 39, you said? 33 games, nine home runs. Yeah. Hitting, yeah. hitting 323. So. Nice. Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill, power hitting outfielder for your St. Louis Billikens. So close. So close. Ah, I had it. He went seven for 12 with three home runs. Yeah. And he had two hits in each game. Two hits, two hits, three hits, I believe. So they spread it out well. Six RBIs, seven for 12. Tyler O'Neill, St. Louis Cardinals? Yeah. I'm guessing a lot of people don't know the names Keston here, uh, and I'm probably saying that one wrong. And Tyler O'Neill, pretty confident in my pronunciation of Tyler O'Neill. Yeah. Oh, you you nailed that one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's on the cards. He he's got some pop in his stick. He's thirty four games, um, hitting three fourteen with an eight ninety one OPS. So he's um, and he's he's still young. He's twenty four. So there there are a couple. Jim, how about this? How about you? A couple young guys in the NL Central. Ooh. Keep keep your eye on them. All right. Tyler O'Neill hit a walk off at one point. I'm guessing, and they ripped his shirt off. Mm. And it's uh. It's kind of like a good look for him. Like, let me say this. If he's okay. got a girlfriend right, and she saw that they ripped his shirt off after the celebration, I don't sure. know when this was, she's not embarrassed. Tyler O'Neill, Canadian guy, Jim. She's a little giggly that this is, this is what he got to show off. You sure? Oh, yeah. That is a good pick. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we got some more here too. He's like, he's got a little me vibe to him, huh? No, 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 complete. With that chest tattoo and just roped up. No, 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 no. I couldn't. Those be... are some fun picks, huh? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, they're. Yeah. Uh, seems like they were doing this for a while. <laughs> yeah, ripping his shirt. <laughs> Jeez. Off. Tyler O'Neill, good for you. Um, yeah, both both guys were were previously top one hundred prospects. Um, Hiura was like number six by Baseball Prospectus one year. So, um. Watch those guys in the NL Central. Jim, great call. Thanks. Just in fuego. Thanks, man. Um, I want to get a couple arms on there. Yeah. We, we don't want to leave them out. Well, uh, I've got arms. Speaking of your guy yeah. and beautiful hair. Dog face. Mikey Clevenger. I like Clevenger. He's, he's like a good personality for baseball. 11 innings pitched, 18 Ks. He's, he's getting it going. Um, and I, I want to give our guy, we skipped over him quickly before. What do you mean 11 innings pitched 18 Ks? He started two games in this yes. series? No, oh, his last two series. games. Yeah. Whoa. I was, like, I was told in Fuego we could, we could go outside the boundaries. I think you just have to say. You just have to okay. say how many games. Because you say 11 innings pitched, that could be three games. It could be two. I don't know. Whoa. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that after. And then uh, Hu Darvish, his last two, 12 innings pitched, zero earned runs. Who? Who Darvish, and he gets his first win at Wrigley. Just a year and a half late. Yep. yep. But uh, good, good for you. You get the monkey off your back. Get it going. And I, I put down some honorable mentions. Altuve's hot. Pujols was swinging a good stack, stick. Good for you, Albert. Bogarts has been raking for the Sox. Also, Erod for the Sox. Couple good starts. And Garrett Cole, dude. I'm starting to get freaked out by the Astros. He uh, he now leads the AL in strikeouts, and his stats were stupid. It, I, it was I, – I, I can't even say them. All right, cool. Let's move on. Next segment. Who got mad? Who got mad, Jim? Who got mad? So many people got mad. It was too much. They became – Boone got mad. I'll get Boone out of the way. Boone's out we of the way. That. We talked about Boone. him. Kapler got mad twice. Yeah. First time he was right. Next time he kind of knew he was wrong. It was the weirdest conversation I've right. seen. Right. 
Uh, first time. But he was leaning into the last, last one time. The Dodgers went, yeah. in the game one, the Dodgers were up like 12 to two. Um, Dodgers hit a home run, and then their pitcher hits Justin Turner on a curveball. It was clearly not intentional. Uh, even the Dodgers laughed at the ump like, that was a curveball. Why are you throwing him out? Like, that's crazy. Kapler got mad. Kapler actually didn't get ejected that game, I don't think. The pitcher just did. Next game, Neris, we talked about this. After another, after Verdugo home run throws at Freeze's uh, head shoulders, he gets kicked out. Now Kapler comes out, and he's complaining about yesterday, and the ump's like, yesterday was whatever. This one's warranted, yeah. and he got kicked out. He got mad. Um, Pujols and uh, the uh, Astros got mad. We talked about that a little bit. So we kind of yeah. covered it because they got these people got so mad, it became a storyline. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, and yeah, I mean, we we mentioned we mentioned Pujols, we mentioned Dodgers, Phils. Uh, they got mad at each other. They got mad. They got mad. Um, jump into walk off watch. Walk off watch. I only have two. I might have missed one. Might have missed one. I I can do a quick scroll see if anything. We mentioned Mr. Anderson. Uh, Brian Anderson for the Marlins. Brian Anderson for your Marlins. Koopa Loop got on. Big Marlins. Koopa Loop. Garrett Cooper gets on. Bottom nine. Anderson comes up, hits him in. I think he had two hits on the day. He had left three on base earlier, so this was kind of nice for him. Yeah. Good, good for him. And, and the then uh, Schwarber one was good. Yeah, Schwarber's. I like Schwarber a lot. Schwarber's a tough guy to dislike. Yeah. Definitely talks like this a little bit. I I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I Looks mean, like it's a he tape. talks like this a little bit. Okay. okay. How would you describe that? A guy who wears shorts in the winter. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I think they have a similar sound. He's a good sound. Chicago vibe. Yeah, I think they have a similar sound. Where's Schwarber from? Where do you think Schwarber grew up? Midwest somewhere. I'm from a city in the Midwest. Kyle Schwarber. Oh, and how about this? I'll throw you on the spot. How many career homers do you think Schwarber has? 100 and... I don't know, man. That's like... like I, don't I know. know. That was a rude question. Yeah. 93. I was going to... I, was, a, I yeah. was close. Okay. Follow your heart. Um, born in Ohio. High school in Ohio. Indiana University guy. I mean, Schwarber yeah. is Ohio. Yeah, it's, it's like Ben Roethlisberger, Schwarber, short, shorts in the wintertime. Talks a little bit like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most Midwest guy. I love Schwarber. 21 homers this year, 91 games. Good for him. Good for you, Schwarbo. Good for you. And then uh, those are the two I saw. I don't, I don't know if there was another one. Might yeah. have missed it. It's a crazy, crazy hectic week for us. Yell at us. Yeah, we were... Uh, we, we need your guys' help. Yeah. You hey, guys need to help us. We have a Twitter account. It's not in use yet. It is talking baseball underscore. But yeah, we need slump watch. We need who got mad watch. We need call up watch. Uh, we need your guys' help. It's gen. We admit it's impossible to watch every baseball game. Impossible. We did the math. Impossible. We didn't want to. Yeah. We didn't want to. But there's like 30 hours of baseball a day. I, it's impossible. Um, so, yeah, you guys, please get involved. Reach there was no debuts unless there was a debut yesterday, which no, we missed. No, I, I looked it up. I, th- I think we, we missed. There was no call-up. So I think that brings us to awards. I'm going to go first. I don't know if go I get first. to go first. No, I'll I think, go first. I think you're, you're the go-first guy today. All right. My award is The Little Things. The Little Things. It's The Little Things. The Little Things make me who I am today. Good Charlotte. Mm. Ooh. The Little Things Award goes to... taking a player from the Charlotte team. No, absolutely not. The Rays haven't moved there yet. Go on. Kyle... No, not Kyle. Chris Bryant. 
Chris Bryant. <laughs> Chris Bryant. Cubs on the mind. Still thinking Trevor. Chris Bryant. Chris okay. Bryant currently leads the league in going first to third. Ooh. Which is something. You're on a big base running kick because the Yankees are terrible at it. No, I'm on a big. What doesn't get talked about on broadcast that the casual fan should know about okay. that can impact the game? And going first to third is huge. He's six five, Jake. Yeah. And very attractive. Pretty eyes. Pretty eyes. So like you don't expect him to be the grinder type. Yeah. You don't you don't think you don't think his focus is on base running. You think he's like, I'm gonna hit a homer today. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. No, he's a ball player. Ball player. Like that. Leeds League has fifteen first to thirds on singles. On singles, this was. Okay. Uh it leads the league right now. Javi Baez is up there as well, his teammate. So that's good. But yeah, little things, man. Chris Bryant's a star. Yeah. He's a, he's a superstar in this league and still doing the little things every day. Yeah, man. I uh let's uh let, let me sink my teeth in Chris Bryant a little bit cuz disgusting. Take it back. No, I'll uh, He does not want your teeth in him. I'll do it again. I saw um, he DM'd me. 27 years old now for KB. Dude, he's having a big year. 3-6 war, 20 homers, 299 batting average. Um and Jim, it kind of gets overlooked. Like, the Cubs still move him all over the field. Uh, like, remember when he came up and everyone's like, wow, Chris Bryant, big-time third-base prospect, and then they were throwing him in, like, center field and left field, and everyone's like, what are you doing, Cubs? Um, dude, he's a... Uh, he, how many positions has he played this year? He's played the 5, 9, 7, and the 3, Jim. Wow. So corner outfield, corner infield. Um, Wowzer. which is hey, it's nice to have that. Looks guy. like mostly third base. Nice to have that guy in the roster. He's a uh, he's putting together a pretty good career, Jim. Yeah, he's good. He does the little things as well, which is why he got the little things award. I guess he's kind of he won the MVP in 2016. He's not. Let's see, uh, 62, 57 games started at third base. 18 in right field, 9 in left field, 3 at first base. Rizzo guy's pretty good. Um, I, guess, I guess that's why when we went to winter meetings this year, someone like pulled, when we were talking to like this round table of old baseball men, they, <laughs> they brought up, what? Old baseball men. It really was. I mean, Cal Cotero's like 40. Outside of him, okay. the right. average age, I think started with a six-burger. Anyways... He won the MVP in his second year. Someone told me there we were talking overrated players. Harper came up. Someone was like Chris Bryant, and I was like, "Is he? I don't know. I think he's pretty good." And uh, I, I guess when you win the MVP your second season, your expectations <laughs> yeah. do go a little higher. Yeah. Um. So good for Chris having having a big year. He's gonna get paid paid soon. Oh yeah. All right. Who's your award? Jimmy, my award is going to Mister Worldwide. Pitbull. Mr. 305. Pitbull. That's a big hint. It's a big hint. Pitbull. It's Pitbull. Nice. My, my favorite, my favorite rap it. artist, Pitbull. Uh, no, Jim. I'm going to one, my guy. One of my favorite young players in baseball right now. Fernando Tatis. Jordan Yamamoto. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're, we're going to the Miami Marlins. And, uh, Jim, I think it's funny. We, we talked a lot about pitching this episode and who's available, who's not available, who's going to make the trade, um, and Fuego. Should I just go through everything we did? Yeah. Um, Jim, Jordan Yamamoto. Marlins. 23 years old on the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawaii guy. Yep. Mahalo. 
Mahalo. St. Louis High School in Hawaii. Six starts this year. 34 innings pitched. He's only given up 15 hits in 34 innings. He has given up 17 walks, so there's some control stuff there. Oh, my God. He's, he's, he's a little scared of attacking his own. His whip is still 0.94, so he's not letting guys on base. Guys are hitting 134 against him. He has a 1.59 ERA, and he's 4-0, Jim. And I, the other thing that I wanted to get across here was, A, good job, young fella. We're, we're proud of you. B, and this is something that I don't want to come off as obnoxious, Yanks fan, Jim. But could you imagine if this guy was on the New York Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers or the Cubs? Like the publicity this guy would be getting would be unbelievable. But I bet there's a couple people out here that are listening. It's the first time they've heard of Jordan Yamamoto. So I, I wanted to give Mr. 305 some love. And anytime I can reference Pitbull, I'm going to do it. Um, so so good for you, Jordan. Keep twirling it. And uh Maybe Jeter's going to figure out something with the fishies, or in two years you'll be traded to a good team. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, genuinely think about if he was doing this on the Yankees, the kind of fever pitch we would have for Jordan Yamamoto. Yeah. Uh, the walks are brutal because he, he should be going so much deeper into games. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a, that's a classic kind of young guy thing. He's, he's scared of contact right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which, hey, if you're doing it to a one five nine ERA, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. All right. So, what was the award, Mister Worldwide? Why? It's Pitbull's nickname, Mister Three Hundred Five. I don't know that one. Not hip enough. I don't know the Three Hundred Five. Pitbull's a big Miami guy. It's the Three Hundred Five. Is the area code? So he's Mister Worldwide, Mister Three Hundred Five. So he's got both. Dale. So Yamamoto is currently Mr. 305, and he's now adding that to his. Doesn't Pitbull say Dale or something like that a lot? Might. I don't know. I don't listen to Pitbull. Doesn't seem like you're as locked into Pitbull as I want you to be by the end of this show. Uh, not a fan. We'll get you there. All right. Favorite segment of time? Everyone's favorite segment of the show. Elevator talk. Elevator talk. Elevator talk is when. If you are in the elevator, you walk in, you're going down 50 floors. It's wow. going to be a doozy. Wow. And it's a slow-moving Vader. Oh, it's old school. You walk in there. It's a dumb waiter. You're kind of, you're kind of nervous, but you like you you want to talk to people to get rid of the nervous? Yeah. Okay. So you have to talk. Yeah. You walk into the elevator, guys <laughs> got the hat on yeah. of this team. Yeah. And you got to talk for two minutes. Yeah, you just need some fodder. What team's it going to be? So how this works is that we're going to spin a wheel. We're going to talk about whatever team comes up. Here we go. The wheel is being spun. We can nix it if we thought. Uh, Colorado Rockies. We did too much Rockies. We did already. too much Rockies already. Spin it Sorry, again. Rocks. You already know what to say the Rockies got in the elevator. Next up, San Francisco Giants. We did a little bit. Giants? I think that's a good team. It's uh, They're kind of hot, Jim. Uh, well, you can if you see a Giants fan in the elevator right now, you can definitely say, "Yo, that was vintage Bumgarner, huh?" Vintage Bum, yeah. I mean, we're we're stealing that from from their next series, but Bumgarner threw a gem last night. Um, uh, Jim, I you bring up the whole Brandon Crawford thing. Uh, all my questions be like, what, "What's up with Crawford? Like, is he what, what's going on with him? Is he swinging the stick? Is he not swinging the stick?" Well, do you think we're gonna trade Bumgarner? We're gonna keep him? 
I mean, right now they're like two games out in the wild card or something like that. So you could ask them, do you think this is for real? My, if you, if they ask you that, I would say no. Jim, you know who's been the best hitter on the Giants this year? Tyler Austin. Don't tell me it's Tyler Austin. No. Okay, thank God. Uh, Belt? No. Voight? Uh, uh, Vote? Uh, votes up there, but he's only played 49 games. Yeah, he wasn't supposed but he's, to be he's good. got a pretty good OPS, good OPS plus, all of that. Uh, Posey? I think it's uncontested, Jim. Pablo Sandoval. Whoa. 87 games, 11 home runs, 35 RBIs, 824 OPS. Um, it's a little bit the Giants offense doesn't have a lot going on. But I think he is the guy. So you go Panda. And you thought he was going to just be out of baseball when he was in Boston. Oh, yeah. And you thought he was going to be fully thought he out ate of himself out of the league. Um, Jim, I guess the other thing, and this is what's jumping out to me, Samarge is having a solid year. And he, he was looked at as to be kind of this dead baseball contract. He's got a 3.93 RA, 105 innings, 89 strikeouts. Not a not the same shark that we were hoping to find, but he's uh he's having a solid year. Yeah, Drew Pomeranz is awful. Yeah, and uh, the, the next oh my ser- god, <laughs> the Drew Pomeranz is awful. The next series that the Giants are playing is against the Mets right now, and it's kind of a uh, two teams, um, where their fans can act like there's hope left, but yeah. there's really not. Right, but they're just having fun, and uh, the Giants are nineteen and eleven in their last thirty, eight and two in their last ten. They've been pretty good, man. Yeah. They uh, they just want to walk off, an extra innings walk off. And they got Bochi going on in his last season. So maybe they get some serious magic rolling. I think Bochi's going to fully not care soon. Oh, I disagree. I, I think he's going down swinging. Have you seen swinging. some of his ejections? Oh, yeah. Some of Bochi's ejections are like, baseball's passed me by. I need to get out of this league. I yeah. don't belong anymore. Oh, yeah. Just dejected by it, the whole experience of new baseball. He uh he came out to argue something yesterday, and he just came out of the dugout, and he thought he was going to do the manager walk, and he just starts pointing and pointing and screaming, and everyone's like, "Whoa, are you even involved yet?" And he's that's just how he's operating. Yeah, it's nuts. It's uh, it's funny. It's funny. In some injection, he comes out and he's like, uh, and like you're gone. He's like, uh, Garden Hire's going through the same struggles in uh, Detroit. Donovan Donovan Solano, I think he had. He had the walk-off last night that we're not talking about. Alonzo hits a home run to give the Mets the lead, and you're like, okay, it's the 14th whatever inning it is. We'll talk about this next episode. Tune in. Tune in next time. Um, If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, please. If you're listening on Spotify, keep listening. If you're listening on the iTunes app, a rating and a review, five stars and uh, some nice words would go a long way, especially as we are in our early growth phase of the show. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Thank you very much. Go baseball. Go baseball. Go baseball. Talking baseball.